August 22nd edition. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an August 22nd edition of the MSP uh, Initiative MSP Talk. Uh, today, uh, we have uh, a special guest that's been around for a, a while through all of our shenanigans. Uh, but uh, before I get there, I'm going to just do some housekeeping like we always do. And then we'll uh, go from there. So um, MSPinitiative.com, this and you know, every other session we've ever recorded is going to be available uh, at MSPinitiative.com under session. So uh, being recorded, and that's where we park them in podcast and video format. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone that uh, took their time to come out to MSP Community Minds last week in Denver. Um, I think we tried a, a couple of different things, new. Uh, I like the vibe. Uh, I, you know, got to, you know, thank everybody for taking a shot on a first time, you know, event, even though we did hundreds of thousands of miles, I think of Channel Strong Tour. But uh, for all of our speakers and panelists, who you can see here online, as well, as well as all of our sponsors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I thought that this was a great, you know, compliment to Channel Strong. And uh, frankly, I thought uh, we did a pretty, pretty good job for our first time event. We have three, three, not one, not two, but three upcoming parties, uh, block parties in Florida. Yes, I know. It's where every other event on the planet is, but that's where it is. So we have three upcoming block party events coming up in Florida. One later on this week, okay? So for if you're going to be in South Florida uh, and you just happen to be in the area, you know you can join us. Or if you're headed to the Taylor Business Group Big Big Conference uh, on Wednesday night from 6 to 9, right across from the Diplomat Beach Resort, we will be doing another MSB Community Boat Party. We got our mega yacht back and coming back to Florida and making it making it happen. Hopefully good weather. Uh, the weather looks like it's at least Florida weather has cleared up on the on my uh, my iPhone weather app, but I digress. And then in October, uh, we will be having a Datacon, uh, the Datacon after party, you know, which we call the block party usually. Uh, that is going to be um, October 3rd. So not the first night. The second night of that Ocon in Miami will be uh, rocking it out. Uh, so please, uh, you know, again, if you're in Miami and you're an MSP or you go into the conference, um, we would love to see you there. And then lastly is the MSP Community Block Party in Orlando at IT Nation. That's right. I said it. Uh, last year, we had the All-American Rejects. This year, we might have more than one, not one, maybe more than one radio recognizable uh, band uh, that if you grew up through the 90s or you're very good driving and turning your radio on, you would know these bands. Be making that announcement very soon. So those are the three coming up in Florida. I'm sorry. That's just where all these events are. Florida, Florida, Florida. Um, hope you have your timeshare booked or something, because that's where they are. Uh, second to last, we have what we call community offers. These are just hookups from companies from around the sandbox that are trying to give you special offers. And lastly is our industry calendar where, uh, look at that, Joel, Channel Pro events are even in there. Uh, there any event that we've done uh, or any event that we've been told about, uh, and we're starting to put 2024 dates in here, just gives you the, you know, the ability for you to plan yourself properly. Uh, so that you know what's going on in the channel. All that being said, 
That is everything that we do, mspinitiative.com. Once you learn how to spell initiative, put MSP in front of it, .com, <laughs> you're already there. All right. That being said, our special guest from Channel Pro, um, bring back Jay-Z. We call him the unofficial mayor of the channel. I think I took the – I self-appointed myself the vice mayor. Uh, I don't know. Something like that. I'm the next guy up, I think. Yeah, well, you did. You did take that title, right? I, can't, I, can't, I, can't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, like you, you still got plenty of time left in the sandbox, Joel. We already talked about that. But we do. We do. We have plenty of time out here. I mean, you're much younger than I am. So fair, you know, fair. You, you have a lot of time to catch up. And I did. Yeah. Not yeah. But hold on. Hold on. Stuff. You're from New York. Originally, you spent a lot of time in Florida, pal. So those miles aren't as hard. Let's be honest. Well, you know, I don't, when I get on the boats, I don't have to travel that far to get on those boats, right? I can just walk over if I had to take a little scooter, yeah. maybe a, I, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call it quite island time, but let's be honest. You haven't exactly been living hard, hard, uh, Northeast miles. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I gave up New York a long time ago for the, for the sunshine life of Florida and if I was only there for more than a couple of weeks a year, it'd be great. But I live in a hotel like today. I'm in a hotel in Dallas, Texas. So every day. Is and, I, and, I, and I am in Nashville, Tennessee. So we're both right. on the road. Yep. I was uh, in a hotel. Jay-Z spent several legs of the Channel Strong tour with us out on yep. the road uh, when nothing else was happening. So he got some good highway miles underneath of them. At yes, least I can is. say that I added some to, uh, to his... Uh, his history book a little bit, but, um, you know, Joel, that was an awesome time. Uh, I think that we really, you know, right time, right place, right idea. Cool. And, uh, we definitely, you know, enjoyed the fresh air <laughs> of, of America. And, uh, and then we parked that bus. Right. And we said, Hey, you know, things are you know a little bit normal now. Let's, let's change it up. And finally, 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 after a long time comes out, MSP Community Minds, which you were able to join us uh, in Denver last week, would love to get your your perspective on it since you do a lot of industry events. You know, that, that was really great. Um, you know, what you did out there in the industry was, you know, was uh, mind-bending because who's, who's going to get a bus and, and travel the country when you're doing the Channel Strong Tour, right? And then you stopped it when it wasn't needed anymore. And now that we can be in the same room together, right, not a parking lot, we are able to get together and you guys put on a pretty nice uh, event at the, at the uh, event in Denver last week, the uh, MSP community minds. It was uh, very, very full of, inf I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't have found more uh, great speakers than what you found. I think, I mean, your room was full of great speakers, um, great sessions, uh, panels were wonderful, you know, all on topics that were of need. The, uh, the MSPs in the room were very, very happy with the content, you know, after talking to them. And uh, there was a bunch of vendors too. And they all, you know, they all agreed that it was a, a nice, nice week, nice time. And then that little party you guys had afterwards was fun too with the, uh, with the, uh, that place that we went to, I forgot the name of it. Um, industry. Industry, right, right, right. With all the different things that was there. It was fun. We had a great time there and uh, enjoyed a little bit of uh, relaxation afterwards. And then, Back to uh, back to the next show, right? Out to the next show, and then I just kept going. So you know, you and I, we just go. We are nonstop. We uh, we make it happen every day. And Channel Pro, as you know, is always making it happen. Best business practices for all 
the MSPs and you know, George, you, you're creating some new stuff that's out there that's making it happen. So, so kudos to you and your team. I appreciate the, uh, the feedback, Joel. I mean, I try and somebody asked me the other day, they're like, you just travel, are you on the road four weeks out of the month? And I'm like, I try and limit myself to two weeks of travel per month. What, what's your average? So right now I'm about 40 weeks, a, 40 weeks a year. Okay. Um, there it is. I haven't done less. Um, I think I'm around 40 right now. And that's uh, pretty much Monday through Friday. I'm out there almost every single day of the week, somewhere, somewhere USA. You know, today I'm here. Next, as a matter of fact, next week is the first week, six weeks that I'll be home for an entire week. Wow. And my wife's going to be away. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny she, she wanted uh, me to I, I, meet her in LA and I said listen I'd love to but I'm exhausted I need some downtime so uh, so I'm going to go home and sit on my couch uh, when I'm not working you know during the day and at night I'm going to sit on my couch and catch up on some of the old TV shows that I've missed out on or recorded that I want to watch I do get to watch them in hotel rooms at night too sometimes but it's rare because I'm out till late at night almost every night as you know I'm with you know about everything so i don't i don't just leave so you know at the end of the day when the show is over there's then there's a group of us networking uh talking about business and what have you so or going somewhere uh, so it's it's not it's not possible to just go back to your room and veg unless you have to and i I've, I've had to a few times where i've caught a cold or i've gotten sick and i have to go to my room and that never happened but it's happened uh twice this year in, in the last you know full year well, I am hearing, Joel, uh, before we get into other topics, that they may be bringing back some of the COVID restrictions and policies come October, November this year. Did you hear that? I did. There's, uh, there's a bunch of um, new, uh, new uh, viruses out there. The, the COVID virus has, has escalated in a lot of areas. And as a matter of fact, I was dropping food off at my mom's yesterday because both her and her husband got it. They were on a cruise ship and they both came home with COVID. So, you know, there's a new, there's a new strand of it and uh, it seems to be catching pretty quickly. And um, they're hoping to be able to send out vaccinations uh, soon enough, but uh, they're combining a bunch of vax together. So if you can hold off a couple of weeks, I think there, there's gonna be a, an option to add on the new, the new strand. So, so those that get if it. I since this is really new news, uh, since we're we're in the news business, I think on this uh, podcast, <laughs> um, does that concern you for the like Q four event schedule? No, it, it's not going to change. I don't think it's going to change the world today. Um, the restrictions will be a lot lot less than they were because this isn't a fatal version of the of the disease of the of the of the, you know, of the virus, it's um, you catch you get a you get a bad flu is what it seems like, and um, and that's what's been happening from what I can see, and my mom and my stepdad they are they're sick at home they're they're taking some meds and they're getting better very quickly, so that's a good thing. Okay, good to know. You heard it here, you know, from somebody that. Uh, by the way, I hope hope they feel better and that's not prolonged. Um, Cruises, that's the fourth right? case this week I've heard. Fourth case this week I've heard. Wow. So, two in my so, it, house so it's coming around. House. Are you, are you yeah. sure it's not a Florida thing? Um, you know, it's not just Florida. These are people that are traveling. 
They're getting on yeah. planes and they're going places or they're going on cruises. And that's where they're coming back with it. So, so they seem to be traveling across the country or across the world and they're coming back with the virus and that's what happened. Um, Got it. You know, so, you know, uh, be safe. If you're gonna travel on an airplane, maybe wear a mask. You know what, I wore one today. Knowing that the, the virus is back out there and that you can get infected easily, um, it's much seems to be an easy, uh, it's easier to catch this, this, this uh, strand of the virus than it was some of the others. Um, to wear a mask and it's not gonna hurt to wear a mask on an airplane if you're fine with it. And, and I uh, mean, from what I read, they're just gonna make it mandatory like they did before, so. And it's possible and Same. you know what? It's okay with me, I'm right with it. I always have a mask on me anyway, so just in case of emergency. Just uh, like I'll I be carry, honest. I, I carry I, my I, keys, I, I carry my mask. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I threw them all away. I guess I have to buy some new ones. Um, so, okay, so we got that out there. Sorry, threw that at you side, side you know, kind of curveball there. Um, what did you think? I, I know you do a lot of events. Channel Pro has a ton of events they're doing. Yep. Uh, you've been doing this for a lot longer than I've been in the sandbox. Uh, not trying to age there, Joel, but um, I love the concept of the vendors and the MSPs in the same space. And like, how I, did you catch last week where vendors that were in the room like side by side with the attendees, we're asking questions from people in the panels. Yeah, and, and, and we see that a lot uh, at our shows as well because we invite the vendors into the room during the panels and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not like, yeah, you know, when there's only so many vendors, you can put them in the room, but when there's 30 vendors in a room, mm -hmm. you know, that are showing off, you can't really put them all in the same room. It becomes a little bit too crowded um, to do that. And I understand that. Um, there's there's size categories of shows, right? There's those shows that can have high tables and have vendors in the room. There are those that have to have six foot tables. When there are those that have to have booths. And as you change, you, what about what about the kiosk, Joel, for thirty five, forty five, fifty five thousand? Well, I'm not going there. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help myself. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, there are plenty of those too. So. Um, thankfully we don't do those kind of things and, uh, it doesn't cost vendors that much to do business with us, but you know, at your event, the nice thing was it was intimate, just like our kind of show. We try to make it more intimate where the vendors and the, uh, MSPs can communicate, have a great conversation, get some great networking, a lot of time together, you know, build relationships and grow from there. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, we're a channel. We are the community. And you were building community and that's what you're doing. I love how you did it. I, I appreciate that. I mean, again, just trying to do things a little bit differently, a lot of different formats out there, but I, I think we like authentic content, right? I think one sure. of the things that we've heard for a long time is, you know, I know vendors like to get up and do their, you know, their deck, but like, let's flip it around, right? Let's put the MSPs up front. Let's hear from them. And then I know not often that we get to have, actual time to do workshops but i really enjoyed that there was an there was more than you know like and then you can only get so much done in 45 minutes 50 minutes an hour but like a two-hour workshop you really can learn some things that you can't get into a shorter period of time right right um, those were really great yeah i really i mean so like a lot of these yeah you know, i think we had six workshops and these guys brought 
documents. You had to fill out sheets. You had to create plans. Like it was a little really interactive. And like, I know not every format, you know, can facilitate that, but I think that was really cool. Yeah, it was. I'm, I mean, the, the speakers you had that were doing workshops really had some great ideas and people like, you know, um, Brad Bradley uh, Gross, who's the attorney, brought in some great information and talked about, you know, how to protect yourself and, you know, had some great worksheets out there to, to communicate the right message for an MSV to do business with, with an attorney so that you're not getting in trouble when you're getting sued, right? Yeah, Brad's great. And like, I know he does a ton of events and he's on the road probably just as much, maybe not as much as you or me, but he's out there plenty. But he was at our virtual um, I, show. He did our virtual show earlier in the July, uh, our cybersecurity one. He talked about compliancy and he was great at speaking about that. And he's, he's spoken at many of our events in the past. So it was great to see him. Great to, have, you know, great to know that he's continuously out there and he's helping MSBs, you know, just, just on the legal side. And there are other guys like him, right? So there are several others. So it's, it's important to look at what you need and what your needs are and, and go with those guys that work for you. 100%. So now, you know, 40 weeks on the road, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot of traveling. Today yeah. I had an interesting one I posted online. Um, they had to jump start the plane. Like I had to jump start my car. <laughs> And so the last person to tell me something like this is like my other partner, in, you know, in traveling over here, Mr. Stanners. And he's like, yeah, I was coming back from Australia. You know, I was flying through, I, I yeah, did L, yeah, the leg from LA to DC, you know, like got on the plane, you know, in, in uh, I think it was Dulles and they had to jumpstart the plane, you know, like, you know, the same idea with the two cables and the plane took off and like the plane lost power in the air. And then they flew, had to turn around and, and land and emergency vehicles and all of that jazz. And I was like, thinking to myself, I was like, I, sh I really hope that I have a different story here because that, that didn't sound too good. So have you ever, have you ever, have you ever run into that in all of your travels, Joel? I, I, I have not uh, run into that, but I've had a lot of re rebooting. Like the plane had to be, so this past week, um, the flight out of your out of Denver, they had to wait for the plane to cool down. That was a first for me. They had to wait for the plane to cool down to then refly it. It it was the temperature of the plane was running too hot and it couldn't restart. Mm. So mm. same problem. I'm like, mm, wow. Uh, do I want to get on that plane? <laughs> I've heard of that one before, like and like in certain airports, especially in like the desert, like Phoenix and stuff like that, they have like, they spray the plane down just like you would de-ice it. They're mm -hmm. trying to cool the plane down from the outside. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that in order to get the air conditioning running on your plane, the engine has to be running. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't work unless they plug it in. Um, there is a plug-in for air conditioning that many of the airports have. They just add a air conditioning unit on the exterior of it and they plug it in. Um, it works. And it cools down the plane, but it was supposedly the plane was so hot that the way for the exterior as well as the engines to cool off as well in the interior to cool off. It was too hot and we, and we couldn't get the plane um, air conditioning. He couldn't get the plane air conditioning started. So he uh, he had the uh, exterior vents going uh, on this plane and it was, you know, 
it was warm when we got on the plane. That's all I can tell you. And then finally, when we took off, it calmed, it cooled down. I saw, I saw, uh, I saw uh, uh, one on one of the social networks. Some it was so hot outside. Somebody took one of the tailgating tents and put it on top of their air conditioner, and it works. That's the crazy. cooler place down. And I was That's like, crazy. huh. I was like, maybe we could apply the same concept to planes. Just put a big tent over the plane, see if it cools down. Put it in parking garages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not seeing a, I'm not seeing a Boeing jet fly, going into a parking garage. Well, at yeah, least for, not not safely. Hey, anything's possible. Hundred percent. Yeah, we can so, do a four story parking garage for Boeing. You know, jets. Well, I mean, that's what an airplane hangar is for now. <laughs> uh, although one of these times. I'm gonna I'm gonna successfully pull off a hanger party. A hanger party. Uh, yeah, Long Island, about New that. York. I've done one. I've okay. done one in Long Island, New York. A really cool party. Yeah, I got I gotta I gotta check that box off at some point. I've done one in Palm Beach also. Okay. All yeah. right. Did you have yeah, the plane are, roll in available. and like they used to be okay. available? I don't know if they still are. Okay. Were, that you can check those out in the private hangers. All right. Good to yeah. know. Good yeah. to know. So what are you hearing out there, Jay-Z? I mean, like, obviously you're on the road way more than most people, talking to a lot of people. Um, you know, we, we, we had a lot of conversations earlier on in the year about a bunch of things. Now we're on the back end of the year. Uh, we, we, quite, we still haven't quite made it to the financial meltdown we were all promised. I'm knocking on wood. But um, things you know, aren't the best, but maybe not the worst. Well, um, you know, my, I have, you know, lots of predictions. The market's, uh, the market's been hanging on, you know, uh, it's doing well. And, um, you know, I see a meltdown in, in uh, mortgages, personally. Um, I see a meltdown where there's going to be a lot of foreclosures in about a year or so, year or two. There's going to be a lot of foreclosures, it seems like, because the interest rates went up so high very quickly. And a lot of folks got caught off guard and they uh, might've lost, might lost their jobs or been laid off or you know retired and they didn't realize how expensive it would be if they were buying a house at a higher percentage rate and the rates went up so quickly from two and a half to 3% to 7%. And uh, it changed the, you know, what they can afford. Even my own kids, they were looking at houses prior to, uh, to last year and now they can't even look at a house because it went out of their price range, jumped right out of their price range uh, at a, what they can afford. So, you know, those are things that you're gonna see. Um, that's my prediction. Um, cybersecurity is continuously going to be, you know, a problem and we're gonna continuously see new companies. So every day I see a new company pop up, um, <laughs> you know, on the market that, that I've never seen before. I get a phone call, hey, uh, here's who we are and we're gonna do this. And, like, who are you? I've never seen you before. Well, we're about three months old or, or six months old. And we're like, well, let me let me let me pause you there. Did you read? I think I just read it this morning that Sentinel One is shopping. Yep. 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 I did see that. So, like, even like, you know, <laughs> I mean, like you would think in this climate where the interest rates have really changed the market pricing on on valuations and what have you. Uh, they're not a small company. I think they're valued at five billion. Um, question is, will they get somebody to give them five billion for it? Right. And there's people that have money, and they're going to buy things like that because they think that they'll make more if they 
combine it to what they're already doing. It can make it you know, just an add-on, you know, just like some of the other vendors that are out there that think they're worth more than it is uh, possibly, or, or their fair market value is, is high. They're worth it to somebody because it's just an add-on to what they're doing. And it can take their, you know, $5 billion product of their own and make it a $15 billion product. And then they can expand it, you know, from there, but, you know, it's, and then sometimes it's just worth it to take over um, at times, you know, sometimes it's just worth it to have it as part of your business instead of paying for it, if you're already paying for it. So those, those are some of the other things that you have to look at. There are plenty of opportunities out there right now still. I think there's lots of op options. There are a lot of companies that are for sale. There are a lot of companies that are buying still. Um, but in about six, 12 months, I think it's gonna slow down. I think that's going to uh -oh. have to slow down. I think it's going to have to slow down. The, the interest rates have gone up. Um, I think that the money isn't coming out as fast, isn't coming as fast as possible. We're seeing a little bit of drop in things. Um, it'll have to slow down. Um, I can't see it continuously running the way it's been doing for the last couple of years. I think it's going to slow well, down. Well, I think the big multiples that I heard from companies that sold pretty mm -hmm. much stopped yeah. In late 2021, right? Like anything since then has been okay, but like the valuations came down quite a bit or what they would want back in return for the investment has gone up. Either way, it's the same thing. So <laughs> you're, you're thinking that in six-ish months, it's got to really cool down. Yeah, I think so. Because, they're, they're, because people think that their product is worth more than what it is. Right, because they had the evaluation, right? They looked at the valuation and they said, "Okay, it's worth this a year or two ago, but today it's not." And now they want to sell it, and they're like, "Well, I want to get that." And if I can't get that, why am I going to sell it? But doesn't that apply to the companies that are sitting waiting to go public? Because the yeah. yeah, like they're like, "Yeah, hey, I'm ready to go, but the market's not good." Well, I mean, look at Nvidia. Look what it did this year. It went up tremendously. They went up like 400, uh, 500, 400 points. But, but you're NVIDIA, the chip company, right? Like yeah, the graphics. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, isn't so. that because a lot of their stuff plays into AI companies? Yes, yes. Yeah, so their stocks are, you know, tremendous. But but that is a, you know, one of in, in, a, in a million stocks. You don't see that too often. There's a couple of stocks that are growing like that. But there's growth in a lot of stocks. But it's going to level off. You're going to see it's going to level off. Um, hmm. The market can only go the way it's going for so long. Next year is an election year. It always does. It always it always levels off. So you're going to either see a drop or a level. So okay, just so the stock market's a cycle. Just follow it. Fair. That's fair. One thing we learned last week, though, in Denver, yeah. was that the MSP M&A market is still really active. Yes, it is. Like I would but say aggressively more than the other side. Yeah. Not getting the same evaluation, not the same valuation. They're just not. People, you know, those that are willing to sell and those that are willing to buy, if they're willing to negotiate within a valuation that makes sense, that's great. But there are plenty of people that are delusional about what they're worth. And you're going to see that all the time. And they're not going to sell and they're going to hold on. And so, yes, but we talked about a very large number, what is it, 70-something percent? 
Uh, that was a, that was a stat that was a stat that came out from Reed Warren. We're gonna cite yep. him. I'm, I'm sure he yeah. got it from somewhere I, else. I but... saw that as well prior to him saying it. Okay. Well, um, he mentioned it last week, saying that um, 71 percent. Yeah. That was the stat of MSPs will either change hands, um, you know, go out of business, new ones will start, like just a yep. complete industry like shift within yep. the next five years. No, ten, five, uh, ten years, I think. He Was said five. Years? Did he say five? He said five. Yeah. All right, it could be five, five to ten years. And and he and said the, the greatest, like the I greatest said, percentage. Look at the room. Of, yeah. I said, look at the room. Yeah. Look at all the gray hair in the room. I go. The majority of MSPs, not yours. You're young. You know, you're 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 fortunate. You're young. You don't get to show your gray hair. I do. Um, you know, the the uh, the the. The industry is full of, of, of people that are in their 50s, 60s, and 70s. I mean, the yeah. majority of the MSPs are older. There's no doubt about it. But the younger generation is now starting to come in. We're getting a nice group of young generation that's coming in. They're going to change what they're doing. They're not going to be called MSPs, I'm sure. They're going to change their, 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 their acronym, right? They're, they're, they're going to be IT consultants. Um, first, and then they're going to change their acronym to whatever it is, and someone's going to create an acronym for them, and then we're going to go for, by that. Um, and that happens every time, happens every so many years. Been doing this for 25 years, and I've seen it several times. Um, I would say every seven years it changes, just like your 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 uh, ratings. Um, you know, um, it drops off and it changes to something else. But I'm always seeing a change, and. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And yes, people will retire. People will sell their 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 MSPs, and there will be a large shift. And employees will take over of some. You'll see a large. I think you'll see that more than buyouts, more than takeovers, hmm. more than than uh, mergers. I'm I'm thinking that a lot of the younger guys that are coming up the ladder within a company. They're going to end up buying out their management team over time, especially the smaller MSPs. They're going to just, you know, take over their business because they're going to just close or they're just going to take it over. Right. And you're going to see some of that across the country, especially in that two, three, four man shop. You're going to see a lot of that. In the larger shops, you're going to see mergers, right? Larger shops, you're going to see mergers. I doubt they'll just all close. They're going to, there's going to be mergers there and there's going to be acquisitions throughout. So you'll see that. Absolutely. Yeah. So the largest shift in generational wealth we've seen in our history. I think a large part of that is because of the baby boomer generation and like all these people coming into just retirement age. Right. And um, MSP business. And I've said this many times. and I'm going to say it again. It's not an easy business. It's actually kind of a, it's a hard business. You know, and one of the things one of the things we heard from oh, was it Ryan Lakin? Uh, it was Dan Johnson from Machine Logic, and it was who was the third person on that panel? Well, the three of them. There were three people on this panel, and they said, okay. "Either you either need to figure out what's next, right? What does it look like past your MSB? Are you going to get into real estate? Are you going to open up a franchise? I don't know. Like, what is the plan after?" post or if you are going to sell or merge into a larger entity is your plan to stick around right and be a part of that newer bigger 
you know, or, I mean, it's kind of like life questions here, right? Like, what is the plan? What is the plan? What are you doing? Have you saved enough money? Have you put away the money that you should to retire? Um, you know, a lot of guys didn't. They rely on the sale of their business at the end of the day. And if they're making a million, two million, three million, whatever it is, they're going to make some money. They're going to walk away with a couple of dollars. But if you don't have the recurring revenue and you don't have enough contract, you're a mess. You're not going to retire. You're going to have to go take another job. You're going to have to go do something else. And, and that's what's going to happen. Um, you know, it, it's just unfortunate, but that's the truth. A lot of these guys, they, they work their butts off. And that's why they don't want their children involved if they have children. They've worked so hard for so many years, they don't want their kids involved. But you know what? Plan. Plan your future. Plan what you're doing. Plan when you're exiting so that your children know. So that if you're going to involve your children into your business and you want them to be successful, plan it out. And then give them a succession plan. Don't, be, don't stand on their feet. Let them do it on their own. There's a lot wow. of things to learn from. One... from one, one. One could argue that maybe some of the younger people coming up just aren't interested in this business, this line oh, of work. Absolutely. Absolutely. There are plenty that aren't. They think they can just go to work for a software company like Google or AWS and get a job and they'll be there forever. Well, the likelihood of you being there forever is not so, not so positive these days when you look at all the layoffs. But yeah, uh, but it is nice that there are jobs out there for people that have technical background that are going to school. Now, I know kids that are going to cybersecurity classes in, in high school and in college and taking um, those kind of you know classes so that they when they graduate, they have a background in technology, in cyber and things like that. But they're looking for end user companies. Everyone I've talked to, even my niece who just graduated um, in, in, in technology at, in Florida, she's, she wants to go to work for an end user company. She wants to be in analytics. She doesn't yeah. want to be an MSB. And I'm like, you can make some good money just with your knowledge. And she's like, no, I'd rather do analytics for the tech industry. I'm like, okay. I, it's What's just, it? I just, I don't think, I mean, let me ask you this. And, and is this industry, the sandbox, I like to call it MSP land. Is it just viewed as not enticing enough? Is it not cool enough? Do people not find this as a track for them? Because it kind of feels like these people are coming out of wherever they're getting educated from. And this isn't really an option that's you know, on the table for them. I'm going to ask you a question before I answer sure. that. What did your dad do in his business? Carpenter. Woodwork, uh, wood, carpenter. Woodworker. My yeah. father was an insurance agent. I refused to be an insurance agent. I'm like, I'm not going to do what my dad did. I want to do my own thing. Right? Did you want to be a carpenter? My father said, do any other job than this. It's a hard That's job. Right. And you hear that every day from MSBs telling their children. It's very rare that I see somebody who says, hey, kid, come on with me. I'm going to show you how to do my business. You go to school, you're going to learn, and you're going to come in here and take over my business with me. You don't, you don't hear it as often as you think. It was, the way, it was the way of the old days. You know, generations, you know, my generation, especially, and before that, you heard that. But they're always trying to, do something better. Do something easier. Don't break your back so much. But you know what? Every business is the same. You're breaking your back no matter what. If you're working hard, you're working hard. It's plain and simple. You and I work hard. I don't know anybody who works as hard as you, George. You have multiple companies. 
you are running all these businesses you are always out there um just like i am and you know that's why i think i love you so much as a friend because i appreciate people like you we we don't we don't sit and wait for something to happen we make it happen yeah i mean listen i am not to get too deep down the path here but my parents immigrated into the country i'm first generation i would say that that's a common you know, thing that you hear from a lot of people that are first generation in this company. Gary V tells a story all the time, right? His parents came in, he was first generation, you know, like he had to learn, you know, the wine business. He was working his father's company for a long time. Like my parents told me, hey, you know, like we came to the land of opportunity for you to have a better life, right? Okay. But like nothing's gonna, nobody's gonna come and pay your bill, right? Nobody's gonna come and solve your problems. You're going to need to go out there and rub the sticks together and figure it out. That's how I was taught. And so at a young, young, young age, probably before I should have been, <laughs> I was working. I was out there busting it. And, you know, like, not that my parents were very well off or anything. They worked really hard to put food on the table and they worked a couple jobs a piece, right, in order to try and give us the chance for, you know, like better opportunities. But... Uh, I feel like that was the hard way, right? <laughs> I mean, I really do. And, you know, it's a shame that, you know, now in 2023, the world is the way that it is, that some people have to work two jobs to pay their bills. It's just, you know, they can't afford it. But um, at the end of the day, right, like the only thing you can control, no matter where you come from, and this isn't my quote, but it's true, is how, how much effort you put in, how much, how hard are you willing to work? I think some people like to, you know, like we always hear the cliche, right? So-and-so is living in their parents' house to their 30, whatever. And it's like, hey, like if if that's the family dynamic and they're cool with it, cool. Like I, I just, I'm not a stay-at-home guy. I never got into the video games. Like I'm a movie guy, but like that's what I do to calm down, not to, you know, spend every day. So that's just me. I, I get it. No, I, I understand, George. And I'm, you know, I have a very similar background. So I I feel that. Um, and I know that my, you know, my kids, they're on their own. They're not allowed to come back. They can't move back into my house. That's not an option. If an emergency came up and they needed to come by and stay with me for a couple of weeks, absolutely. They're welcome there. Right. Come visit all the time. Always open. Right. But don't be, don't come back and live there and look for a free ride. They have to go and be something. And, uh, my kids are, you know, my son is in LA now working and my daughter got married and is working and she's happy and I'm happy for them. And my wife and I are doing our thing and getting ready to eventually retire. And we've put a plan in place. And if everything works out, we'll, we'll move forward with it. Now, one day I will not be traveling the way I travel now. And I'll be able to stay home and you know, sit by my pool and relax and enjoy my cafe with my friends and maybe go play cards more often. <laughs> I feel I feel like Jay Z though that like that plan from an MSP owner standpoint is missing for a lot of people, right? Absolutely. Like, they did not forecast. Hey, I want to work backwards from this date. What do I got to do <laughs> in order to like be you know make that date possible for me? Or even if it's not, I'm retiring. It's by this point in time, I want to shift into another business. I want to go into another direction. I need this much money in order to accomplish that that shift, right? Like, I feel like that strategic part for a lot of people is not there. Well, you know, it also depends on your how you 
live today, right? If you live a lavish lifestyle, you need to have more money in the bank. Um, but if you don't, and you can afford to live um, with a certain amount of money, the biggest challenges are insurance costs. You know, your insurance costs are going to kill you. That's going to be your biggest uh, cost, your car insurance, your homeowner's insurance, your uh, your, life, your health insurance, and then all the other insurances you're paying for. I mean, just my insurance alone, I can't even tell you. <laughs> when they come through, I'm like, oh, my God. And I know you run a business, so you you see it. And uh, it's tremendous. I, 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 and so the business owners well, always see that. Yeah. I mean, that's why we talk about cyber insurance so much because it's so unpredictable. Yep. The premiums could like quadruple themselves in one term, in one period renewal. But I mean, there's all the other things you need to do in order to cover yourself, right? I mean, I was talking yep. to somebody, I was talking to a few people from Florida and they can't get homeowners insurance anymore. Mm -hmm. Their policy got canceled yep. they and they, literally nobody will insure their houses for some reason in Florida. Why right. is that? Uh, because of the hurricanes. And because of the roof issues. So in Florida, there's been a ton of hurricanes over the last 10 years. And there were these um, attorneys, or let's just say people that were out there that were going out and getting claims for people to get their roofs replaced. So in my community alone, I know dozens of people that got free roofs. Why? There was nothing wrong with their roof, really. But they were able to show that there was a problem and they got free roofs. So the, the you know the insurance paid for them, and they're thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a roof. So they're not shingles; they're 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 expensive roofs. They're the Spanish style. So when you look at the roof and you go, okay, fifty thousand for a roof, and you have ten homes, you're half you know you're at half a million dollars. Um, you know, you know, fifty thousand, you're half a million dollars at ten roofs, right? How are you not going to increase your premiums? They've got to. So the premiums got kept going up and up and up. And instead of re renewing at a higher premium, they just said, all right, you know what? We're getting out of that state. And that's what they're doing. Mm. And they'll recoup it I heard, in places. I heard car insurance in Florida is noticeably higher too. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. My insurance <laughs> so. went from I bought a house three years ago, sold my house, I was paying close to $8,000 for a smaller house, uh, you know, with a modest house in a, in a community. And it dropped, my insurance dropped from almost 8,000 a year to my new house, which was 1,400 a year. Huge difference. Wow, that's right. huge. Huge difference. But it's already at 4,500. Okay, so, so it's climbing. In three years, it's gone up each year and it's gone up to 4,500 already which I think is ridiculous. Why did you give it to me at 14 the first year? And now it's 4,500. That makes no sense. And then they say, if you replace your roof, you'll get a discount. But for how long? For a month? I mean, you know, they, they, they uh, I don't know. And I had a claim years ago. It's not like, like I've never had a claim on my insurance. You have insurance, you can make a claim. That's what it's there for. But they seem to drop you as soon as you make a claim. So that's another challenge that everybody has, right? especially in Florida, you make a claim and then boom, you're gone. You're taken out. You got to go find other insurance. So you're scared to make a claim. And I, it's going to happen with cybersecurity. The other, you know, going back to cybersecurity, getting, getting into cybersecurity, the biggest challenge with cybersecurity is being compliant. If you're not compliant with all of the products you need to bring to your client, 
you're going to pay through the nose in cybersecurity. They're going to charge you more and more if you're not compliant. And they won't even insure you if you're not. And if you're using crap products, you're going to get charged crap products. And there are plenty of people that are using things that are not valued uh, in the industry. They're not, you know, freeware. You can't use freeware and expect to be compliant. You have to. Brad, have Brad, to Brad, Brad, Brad Gross at a line. He's like, uh, I actually think it was Brad and Matt Lee talking together, which, by the way, if you could ever experience that, absolutely do that. Um, they're like, there's a lot of money making, there's a lot of companies making a lot of money out there on junk software. Yeah. Yeah. So, so make sure you, you know, you, you invest in software that's going to keep you compliant and, and invest in the right stacks that are going to give you the value you need to reduce your insurance costs. And you need insurance. You want to do business in today's world, you need insurance because the lawsuits are ridiculous. And you can't afford not to, you know, not to have it because you'll be out of business otherwise, and it's not worth it. So, I mean, just because well, you have an LLC doesn't mean you're going to get away with with murder. I, you got to. I think. I think. I think the fact that will they even pay out? <laughs> That's right. the first part. And then you found out that sometimes they come back and sue you for the money that they paid out if if they found out you didn't do what you're supposed to. It's like the guy who's a cigarette smoker his whole life, right? And then you die, you you get sick and and you develop cancer. And I said, well, you've said your whole life you don't smoke. What do you do? You've never I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? They cancel you, and you're like, well, I paid my premium. Well, you lied. You didn't tell us the truth. You didn't do the right things to keep compliant, to get the insurance. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that and, also and that's, another, that's another one. Medi medical insurance is not yeah. cheap either. Oh, no, not in Florida. Not in Florida. <laughs> Before before you start moving to Florida, guys, you might want to look up these things. Yeah. Uh, although yeah, I it's like that everywhere. It's not just Florida anymore, right? It's not just Florida anymore. Everywhere you go, it's expensive. So it's not it's not just Florida. Everywhere you go is expensive. It's the challenge is getting insurance for your home. Um, you got to buy a newer home. You can't buy an old home with an old roof. That's the biggest challenge in Florida. And that, that's where I would say, if you're going to move to Florida, you're going to buy a, a house that's newer. Or a newer or a house with a newer roof, or you're going to invest right away in a new roof, and that's what the people who bought my old house did. They immediately ripped my roof off and put a new one because I wasn't replacing it. I wasn't going to spend the forty-five, fifty thousand on a new roof. So that's amazing. That's amazing, though. Forty-five or fifty thousand for a roof in Pennsylvania, you're talking like ten, fifteen thousand. Okay, that's nice. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I've gotten uh, prices. I've already gotten prices, so I know. <laughs> I'm sure you did. Uh, what about, uh, let me ask you a different question. Good. How, how reliable is your electricity? Oh, very. Okay. I have no problem. You wouldn't invest in like a generator or something like that. You know, all my neighbors have them. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'll plug into yours. They have these gigantic generators on the side of their houses because, you know, the community I live in, they're, they're older and they, they're afraid that if the power goes out, they'll be hot or they can die in the heat or. What have you? And a lot of them are very, very well off, and they're like, you know what? I'm going to put a generator for thirty, forty thousand dollars on the side of the house. And thirty, forty thousand. What kind of generator? They're buying gigantic generators, full house generators. Sure. Not the, not the, not the gas pool one. I'm talking full house generators for a three thousand gotcha. square foot house. Runs the air conditioning, the refrigerators, all the electric, everything. I mean, they're buying, investing in these gigantic. I think the cheapest one I saw was eighteen thousand. 
Wow. Yeah. I, the cheapest one. I think one of my neighbors got one for 18, but I've seen them as much as 30 uh, for a generator, full home generators. And they're not cheap either. And people are buying them and they're installing them. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need one. I've got all the equipment. I got all the, you know, I have plugs in my garage that I can just pull, you know, bring in one of those gas generators, plug it in, you know, outside, you know, turn it on outside and then, you know, hope for the best and, and hope that some of the power works. I think it's plugged into the refrigerator and to some of the lighting in the house, but it doesn't do the AC. And I understand that it's a small generator, you know, um, and I could do that. I can buy one for a few hundred dollars and, and have that. But all my neighbors have generators. I have long enough extension cords that I'll reach to my next door neighbor's house and I'll plug in my fridge. I'm good. I've lived through hurricanes. It's not a big deal. People make a bigger deal than it is. It is not that big of a deal. As long as it doesn't tear up your house, it doesn't destroy anything or nobody gets hurt, it's fine. My son was in one last week, the one in LA. There was nothing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a, well, just a I don't know. Flooded. The Dodger Stadium was flooded out. Yeah, right. But he was got he got a flooding in his, in his in the apartment, you know, the Airbnb or whatever, VRBO he was living in. Um, it got flooded the ground and they had to move his equipment above, you know, onto the bed and on the chairs and tables. But you know, he, luckily I found him a place to live. He's gonna be moving this week. My wife's flying there today to go see him. So, you know, you I would think you can't that worry part... about those things. It's no better, it's no oh. worse than a snowstorm. Really, it's no worse than a snowstorm. At the end of the day, it's there for a few hours, it goes away, and then you clean up, just like a snowstorm. That's the way I equate it. I don't know, man. I've done a lot of shoveling in my days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't anymore. Yeah, just telling you, like back-breaking shoveling. Now that yeah. now every see everybody there has a generator, everybody up here has a snowblower. Yeah, well, I had one. Not anymore. 20 yeah, years ago, I, I gave it back. Gave it back. He went back to Sears and Home yep. Depot and said, "Here yep. you go." <laughs> Sears it was a craftsman. Craftsman. Hey, lifetime warranty. I tried to donate it. They wanted. They gave me my money back. It was okay. a funny story. But you know what? I, 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 I never. I, I the only thing I used the gift card for was to buy my son a couple of uh, Lakers shirts because he's a Lakers fan. So I bought him a couple of Lakers shirts in L.A. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your son, born and raised in Florida, he's a Lakers fan. My son was born in, in Long Island, New York. What's going and, on here? And I was you're a Lakers a Gi- fan. You're from was, New York. You're a Giants a fan. fan. I'm a Giants fan, but I'm also a Lakers fan. I've been a Lakers fan since I'm a kid. You know what? I love my LA friends. How did that? How did that happen? That doesn't make sense it at happens. all. Things happen. Okay. You know, I moved to that's Florida. Like, that's like Florida that's like me being in Philadelphia and saying I'm a Dolphins. I'll tell you fan. how it happened. I'll tell you how it happened. I moved to Florida when I was seven. There wasn't a basketball team when I was seven in Florida, so yeah. I needed to catch on to something. And at the time, the Lakers you had the Knicks. Team. You had the Knicks. Yeah, but the Knicks weren't doing as well as the Lakers back then. So you had the Celtics. Oh, my wife's a Celtics fan. We won't go there. My whole wife's family are Celtics and Celtics and Patriots fans. We we stay. We they're not. They don't even let me on their uh, group chats or anything. They've taken me off. Both my son and yeah, I. like they're, they're yeah. I don't know. I'm I might call a violation on you, Jay Z. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I know I, I I'm from Philly. I get you know it's clear right. We got all the teams. I, I have but... become a Phillies fan. 
since my daughter oh. moved to Philadelphia. And okay. I, I have rooted for Philly over other teams that I like. I, I, it'd be like me, born and raised in Philadelphia. I'm a Cowboys fan. No, that can't happen. <laughs> I, I never been to Texas. I never I don't have any family in Texas. There's no reason for me to be a Cowboys other than the star. America's team. Nah, man, I can't do that. Get it. I understand. Well, I'll tell you, it's okay. I have become, um, you know, I'm still a Yankees fan. Um, I am I am somewhat of a Giants fan, but I have been rooting for Eagles this year, this past couple of years. Okay. My daughter, has been, my daughter and son-in-law has influenced me. Okay, who are now in Philly? I got you. Now in Philly. Yes, I got you. Please, are you are you a Miami Heat fan? Is that your jam? I've never been a Heat fan. I'll, I'll go okay. to Heat games every so often. I've not been to many. The stadium is far away from where I live. It's an hour and a half or more. The traffic is miserable down there, um, and I just, you know, was always a Lakers fan, so I stick with my Lakers for basketball. Ah, I was gonna say. Maybe you could call up your buddy Fred, get some tickets. <laughs> I think he has some. I wouldn't have to guess. Right? Uh, probably I'll be going there soon enough. Don't you worry. Okay. All yeah, right. I'll be there. So, you know, so, speaking of so, events. Speaking of events. Yeah, you, you have events work. coming up. I got, I got you have events coming, coming up. Coming. I've got channel Let's hear events. about them. So, uh, you know, anybody who's listening can go to, uh, um, to our website, channelproforum.com. And uh, go to one of our local events. We have one in uh, Boston coming up on the 7th of September. I've got one in um, Atlanta on the 11th of, of October. And then our two-day cybersecurity show, which is our newest show. We just started it this year. It's going to be our inaugural show called Channel Pro Defend. It's a two-day cybersecurity show that anyone can come to from anywhere in the country at the uh, beautiful Pacific Palm Resort in, uh, in the city of industry outside of LA. And uh, that's, uh, that's you know, gonna be in uh, November, November, um, what day is that? November 1st and 2nd. So those, okay. are, those, are, those are the three coming up this year. That's a must. I mean, if you're not gonna be able to get to some of the other shows, the, the Channel Pro Defend show is a must for everybody to come to. Uh, they can register. I can give them a pass for free. They can come register on the website, channelproform.com, and they can go on and register using the codes JZVIP, all caps. And all of the listeners today can get in for free at no charge. And while rooms last, we'll be giving out rooms to MSPs as long as you qualify. So, you know, that's, a, that's you know, something I'll do for your, your listeners. And uh, we're happy to share that with them. And our Boston show is uh, coming up real soon. So that are in the Boston area, the New England, anywhere in the New England area, it's in the uh, Newport, Newport, it's in the uh, Newton, Newton Marriott, um, right outside of, uh, of uh, Boston. And then the uh, show in Atlanta is right on the perimeter uh, at the Emory Center Marriott. So those are all there. Just go to the website. You can go to ch uh, channelforum.com channelpronetwork.com uh, and look for events on the top of the page. Click on that. It'll take you to the event page where you can register and Jay-Z, V-I-P, all one word, all caps. I mean, he's giving it away. All you got to do is show up. That's right. That's right. Well, I appreciate uh, what's you, your, what's, what's What's your prediction for, since, you know, you're 
sometimes rooting for the Giants and sometimes rooting for the Eagles now. What 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 who 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 wins the NFC East this year and what's your prognostication? Oh, that's a tough one. I don't think any of our teams are gonna win this year. Okay. I I, I don't think you know. I think it's going to be a one of the teams that haven't won in a while. I, I see that, you know. Detroit. It's no, nah, I don't see Detroit. But I, I New Orleans. New Orleans, nah. They're, Vegas. Nah. Vegas is possible. Vegas is 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 hungry, man. They're hungry. I mean, uh, no offense, but in the entire history of the modern NFL. It took the Tom Brady Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl in their own stadium. And then the next year, immediately after that, it was the Rams in their brand new stadium. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hold on a second. Never, ever, ever. And now back to back, that doesn't make sense. It's possible. but So now, so Vegas, the Super Bowl, if you didn't know, it's in Vegas this year. Yeah, it is in Vegas. Yes. So just saying, if this Mm -hmm. ends up being the Raiders, hosting a Super Bowl in their own building, uh, I, I call I call WWE script. <laughs> That's it. I put it out there. Right. WWE script. It's right. Listen, I, I'm hoping that the Giants get, get in the playoffs. I'm hoping the Eagles are in the playoffs. Um, I'm hoping the Niners are in the playoffs. You know, I got I to gotta hope, right? Gotta okay. Hope. We'll see, we'll see if the Niners can tape together any of their quarterbacks. That's no, it. They got a lot. They got a lot of duct tape they need over there. Yes, they do. So, you know, all right. All right. But listen, uh, at least at least you know we got a fun season to watch. Season's coming up. We're all going to be able to watch TV on the weekends and uh, catch highlights on Monday morning, as I usually do on, somewhere at an airport. So, <laughs> watch Jay Z is going to be one of these guys that signs up for that YouTube and uh, direct ticket. Or it used to be Direct TV. It's now it's going to be YouTube Sunday Ticket uh, yeah. for all the games. I yeah. think you're going to sign up. Nope. Uh, we'll see. I'm never home, you may change so your mind. Well, that's why you you're going to have home, it in your my hand. Wife me, my wife drags me out when I'm home, so I never sit on the couch. So I'm never, I'm never okay. there watching. It's going to be when now. you're in the airport. Airport. I'm watching on the airport in the in the screens. They all buy it. So why should I okay. buy? It? Okay. All right. Uh, this session was recorded. Uh, you'll find it at mspinitiative.com under sessions, guys. Check out, uh, you know, Channel Pro Network and uh, Channel Pro Forum. And if any of those events are, you know, intriguing to you, uh, you got a free hookup here. So uh, take advantage. Otherwise, uh, I would suspect since Jay Z is on the road 40 weeks out of the year, you're probably going to run into him somewhere anyway. Uh, and if, you know, obviously we have the upcoming things that we mentioned at the beginning of the session, uh, we have the MSP community boat party in Fort Lauderdale, which I think, uh, is coming up later on this week. We have DadoCon in Miami coming up the you know, first week of October. And then you have IT nation to kind of close out the year as usually what happens uh, here in the U S. So, um, although I say that and there's events going into December, I digress. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll keep doing these Tuesdays and Thursdays, one o'clock Eastern time. And Jay-Z, I'm sure I will see you very, very soon. Sure you will. Thanks, George. Thanks for your time. You got it. Have a good one, my friend. Great chatting. See ya. Cheers.